Blog Talk Radio.
Brother Seth, and you've reached the Five Smooth Stone Network, brothers and sisters. Well, how are you doing tonight? Well, hopefully blessed and highly favored. I mean it. I say it every week, but I, my goodness, don't I mean it. I mean, really, if you're not blessed and highly favored, if I'm not blessed and highly favored, I mean, what are we doing on this earth? And like the song say, brothers and sisters, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Tonight, Tuesday, and on Tuesday we talk about this giant that I see, that I'm trying to get others to see. Not to worship it, not to fear it, but to know Number one, that it's a giant that's standing in most of our lives. I think all of our lives. You can't topple a giant, brothers and sisters, unless you see it. I don't care how much power you have or think you have. You got to, a lot of times, see what you're giving your strength to, to walk away from it and pull your strength from it. I submit To the listeners tonight, as we write this book, that this giant I call white supremacy, these lies, deception, and promoted ignorance of whites being superior, white nations being superior, white colleges being superior, white neighborhoods being superior, so-called whites being superior in any way through thought, speech, and action, as well as blacks being inferior. Same teaching, really. Flip side of the coin, one side define the other. I'm submitting to you, brothers and sisters, that that those lies and deception, and like I say, promoted ignorance, that whites are superior and blacks are inferior. What's black, just like it was whites, like I said, white colleges are superior, that would mean black colleges isn't. When I say white neighborhoods is superior, or that's the that's what the lies say, at the same time you're saying, believe that black neighborhoods are not as good. Some of you don't prescribe to whites being superior, you think, but you constantly, I say constantly, making crazy statements shouldn't say crazy, I'm not calling you crazy, but I'm saying many of you have made these statements about so-called black neighborhoods being the ghetto. I'm not talking about when they really do have crime everywhere. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about decent black neighborhoods. You call it the ghetto or you don't want to live around certain. I mean, it's the same mindset. What so-called white people think about our neighborhood, we think of our neighborhood. Because we was taught by the same system. I do say often that so-called black people are a little better because we we live in our skins and we see some things about ourselves. And we live, we have brothers and sisters that wearing this dark skin that we know can do some things. So we're a little better. We're not as poisoned as our white brothers and sisters. But yet, it's there. I can show you. I can prove it. And more importantly, the father is not having it. 
is sin. It's sin. It's sin. It's an act that calls harm either to you or others around you. That's sin. How can the father not want this information to go out? Especially if I'm not glorifying white people like some of y'all do, talking about how invincible they are and how so evil they are and how they just you just can't escape them and they're just this and they're that. That's pure worship of so-called whites. What the brother Seth is trying to do is, number one, right that wrong and show that so-called white people literally come from so-called dark people. By that fact right there alone, they could never be superior. If they look like they're superior, it's because you need to adjust your lenses. And that's what this show is tonight. And that's what this book is about, adjusting your lens. You're not looking at life. You're not looking at the Creator. You're not looking at the people in the Bible. You're not looking at yourself clearly. Because you are wearing eyeglasses of white supremacy, black inferiority. Again, lies that come to steal, kill, and destroy a people. And in the end, all of us really is stole from, I'm talking about so-called white tooth. One of the chapters talks about that. In the end, this lie steals from us, kills from us, and destroys parts of all of us. Whites may benefit for a season, but because it's pure evil, it ends up causing them pain for them and the ones they love. My goodness, how can you not? want to know something so evil in all of us. Yes, the Father is a jealous Elohim. He does not want to share his glory with no so-called white man, with no so-called Roman, modern-day Roman empire, whatever you want to call this empire. He wants the glory. He wants you to know that he sent these people for a season, and the strength they have is not of their own. This is a lie straight from Satan. You've got to say it just like that because if you don't accredit their strength, their muscles to the most high, turn them over to Satan with this lie of white supremacy, you're literally worshiping them. So those of you that think I'm trying to give white people a pass or those of you that think I'm literally worshiping them myself, it's to the contrary. I literally believe the Most High has called these people from the north, as he said many times in the scriptures, to chastise his people Israel, which I'm a part of, and the rest of the world. So this show, this book, is dedicated, while it's dedicated first to the Israelites scattered in the diaspora, going through some of the most horrific pain. Yes, they are. Fulfilling scriptures, though. You know who you are that's living out those scriptures. Maybe you don't know who you are, but those of you that have come into the knowledge of it, 
this engine we call the five smooth songs is dedicated to you and yours first your pain your enlightenment your correction i mean the shows are dedicated to you first but then also to the gentiles because when something is really the most high and he really is speaking all nations can be blessed by it the most high never does nothing just to his people because he started out with the earth and he really wants the earth. Again, you've tuned to the Fossil Soul Network. I'm Brother Seth. And I want to thank you for your time tonight. We already got into it, didn't we? <laughs> That's okay, though. I want y'all to know something. I say it often at the end of the show, but I really, truly, truly love you. Well, you don't know me. You don't even know if I exist. Yeah, but I know you're human, and I promise I love the hu- human family. I'm talking about everybody. None of y'all have convinced me to do something that would make me hate you. I may hate the act. I may hate what inspires you to do these things, but oh no. None of you have inspired me to hate you. That's because the most I have delivered me and let me see and help me to see that truly we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't war against flesh and blood. We don't war with flesh and blood. But with principalities, spiritual wickedness, rulers of the darkness. And I got a question for you that's really uh, wrapped up in seeing this white man as your enemy, the enemy. The question to you is, before we get this show started, question for you. Um, you may be a so-called white person thinking black people are your problem. My question to you is, if the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, spiritual rules of the darkness, what are they doing in your life? When do you talk about them? Okay, fine. You want to say the white man is all that? Okay, gotcha. Let's go ahead and put that there. You said that. So what is the, 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 as the scriptures say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. What are they doing? Spiritual wickedness. What is spiritual wickedness doing in your life? Do you ever talk about that? And then rulers of the darkness in high places. When do you talk about those three things the Bible says we wrestle with? That's why I can't get with some of y'all. That's why I can't get with some of y'all.
Okay, brother, the way we got it on now is over part book 839, I'm with all the callers, 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 I'm with all the is we are recording for the book um, from 8.30 to 9. And then from 9 to 9.30, we take calls or we let the uh, co-host comment. And then from 9.30 to 10, we go back to doing the book. That gives the book one hour solid, uh, 60 uh, solid minutes. And all that other time, we're talking with the co-host. So, co-host, I'm going to come to you. Well, actually, I only see Purcell per se in the house, so I'll, I'll come to you, Purcell, and, and you can say hello to the people briefly, and uh, or in, in comment on anything you've heard, and then we'll at 8:30 sharp we'll start, and we'll talk about this book. Y'all, I got something for y'all. I promise to, to the Most High, I guarantee you never heard what I'm about to share. I guarantee if you have heard, you never heard it quite this way. You cannot miss the show tonight. Is all I can say. This is the Expo 30. Well, we're talking about 30 areas of life saturated with white supremacy. And uh, it's to prove, it's to show you that it's not just white people, but it's also so-called dark people uh, equally, uh, nearly equally involved in this hideous system. So when you see the, the mass shootings of a, a white male going there and saying he wants, you know, he's a racist, I want you to be able to see that he's not a, a lone ranger, he's not a... Uh, accident. He is he is brought up in the same system that you're actually supplying and feeding. He's just immature with the information, and that's why a lot of whites champion these people because they really feel that, and it's deep inside our hearts. While we may not want to go shoot up a mall of people, but we don't value black life either. We just value it a little bit more than they do because we live with each other. We know the glory of us. Know how great we can be, but because we live in this system that constantly feed us poison by ourselves, we 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 have our doubts about ourselves and our and our self hate as well. And uh, like I say, it's white supremacy is a two-headed coin. On one side, white theories and beliefs and comments about whites being superior, white institutions being superior, white neighborhood being superior, white theologians being white preachers being superior, white textbooks being superior, white authors being superior. The flip side of the coin is blacks, so-called black authors are haters. They're full of racists. Whenever they talk about Africa, they can't be accurate. They, and even they're mocking the white man, or they're trying to follow the white man. I hear that a lot. Can you believe that? So on the other flip side of the coin, for every lie on one side of the coin, you flip it over. You know, uh, when it talks about the white neighborhoods being superior, all the time we 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 put down black neighborhoods, even if the black folk ain't acting the food and selling drugs and all the stuff that happens in the real real ghetto. I'm talking about a decent black so-called black neighborhoods. It's black people that don't want to live there because it's too black. I've had a woman told me she don't want to go to Atlanta. It's too black. We make all kind of comments. The same. I said the same as so-called white people. Y'all, this is not a white thing. I promise you. I don't do nothing else. This book, 
I want you to see Americans just swimming in it without no white people around. I say without no white people around. Brothers and sisters, I say without no white people around. Brothers and sisters, this book is submitting to you that we have got to redefine everything we've ever learned in this system because we are all poisoned. We're all guilty. White people can't rule unless some people allow them to rule in some kind of way. They're not no longer waving guns and tanks and all that. But we're passing to this philosophy. Yes, it could it wouldn't be as strong as it is. But the goal one of the goals of the show is to show the giant, show you how real because some of y'all are still not buying it. You think you some kind of way exempt because you dark skinned and you go through so much. Just because you go through so much don't mean you're not a victim. You don't believe that this culture these people are superior. Young Sanders was just talking about Jackson State, how they, they, they just don't support their own. He goes off in there and resurrects it. He said, nobody from the city is helping me. He's not getting money. The alumni, why do black alumni and historical black college turn their back on them? It's black self-hate. Do the people in Harvard, Harvard alumni do that? No. I'm not saying all of them give. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if, if it's black, we just don't value it. It's not a white thing. It's an American thing. And then foreigners come, come over, these foreigners, that's what they do. Guess what they do? Exactly what we do. Exactly what so-called whites do. They don't value us either. This is a system, brothers and sisters, and I submit to you, so-called black people is equally, equally, in the bed with this lie. Let's go to Priscilla Prochet for a quick word. We're going to start up at, at about uh, three or four minutes here. Priscilla, go ahead and let us know. Uh, say hello, first of all, and then let us know any comments you have. we got about five minutes before it's at 8.30. We have to uh, start our transcribing uh, with the book. Again, that's 8.30 Central Standard Time. Go ahead, Priscilla Prochet. Go ahead and say hello to people and any comments. All right. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche, all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, uh, Thought Life Kingdom Ministries in full effect. Um, thank you, Seth. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me on. I appreciate it. Um, again, as I always say, I really appreciate the Five Smooth Stones Network. I appreciate the work that's uh, taking place, and I'm so grateful to be a part. Um, it's a weighty matter, man. You're talking about tonight. And Purcell, um, you mentioned yeah. Salt Lake Kingdom Ministry, just not to confuse the people. Uh, what Purcell is saying, y'all, just so y'all know, Purcell Porsche in Cincinnati, Ohio, represents Salt Life Kingdom Ministry. And I, I want y'all to know that, okay? He comes on the Five Suits on Network, he shares, he's a great co-host, and I appreciate him doing it, and he has his own network called the Salt Lake Kingdom Ministries, but go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm sorry I didn't clarify. Yeah, um, it's a work that we're doing here. Um, Salt Lake Kingdom Ministries is actually my assignment, um, and my assignment is walked out uh, under the umbrella of the Wilderness Center. Um, here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where my pastor is Pastor Saran and Keisha Brooks. 
Um, so that's my um, that's my covering, if you will. Um, so um, this this particular topic, uh, what you were just talking about, uh, kind of hit home a little bit because I thought about how I used to feel like, man, I don't want to live out there with all them. Uh, quote unquote niggas, <laughs> and I think about it when I hear it say it. When I hear it come out of my mouth now, it's so funny to me because um, what's really a paradox about that whole statement is the fact that every city or state that I go to in this country, the very first place I want to go, my wife will tell you, I ain't making it up. The very first place I want to go when we touch down or when we drive in town is I want to go to the hood because I want to see my people. I promise you, it's just a it's a um, it's a tradition for me. I don't care where I go. I want to go to the hood first, and then we go and do whatever it is we want to do after that. But I always tell my wife, I said, "Baby, you know we got to go to the hood." Because I want to see my people. And um, so that ignorant thought um, is no longer with me um, because I actually I actually love my people. I love my people. And one of the things that I realized um, and helped me come, come free from that thought was the fact that um, I lived in a white neighborhood too. I lived in a white area town, all of that. And it's just as crazy, okay? It's just as crazy in some regards. So what I realize is we all have our idiosyncrasies. We all do. I don't care where you go. You can go to another country. We all got something that is strange about us or is kind of, off kilter, if you will, but for the most part, that's what makes us us. Now, this whole racism piece, this white supremacy piece, um, that's that's error. That's an error. Um, that's a that's a misnomer. You know, for for any yeah. any quote unquote race race of people to deem themselves better. Than anybody else That's 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 Asinine For lack of a better word For real um, That just shows It really shows a lack of intelligence On their part You know especially considering Or given The history of this country And the fact that this country was built On the backs of black people So that's so crazy To even fix your mouth Say something as ridiculous as that You know but it's common It's a common thought um, A lot of people don't uh, If more people now Than, than used to be That will actually say that Okay But it's a plethora more Of people Who believe that secretly And you never know it Those are the ones that can smile in your face and carry on a conversation with you and have you believe in that you buddy buddy. 
Amen. But they have a hidden agenda, and it's a deadly hidden agenda. But um, it's a sickness. It's really, I see it as a sickness for um, anybody, any one of my people, to, to have that position in their mind. That's a sickness. It really is a sickness. And I think you I think you said that at some point, uh, Seth, how it's a sickness for a white for anybody black to be a white supremacist. Amen. When you first started talking about that, to be quite flat foot honest with you, to me that it sounded crazy to me. But then if you take I mean, I lived in this black skin for fifty four years now. Yesterday was my birthday. So I realized after looking at the life of the black community and the black man, I'm like, wow. Wow. We we are overcomers. You say what you want. Now I say this is something that I say uh regularly. Um listen to this statement. Of course, you know, our start is not slavery, but that's all we reference, okay? So I'm going to use that as a reference right now. Anyway, I always say if slavery was still alive, which it is in some regards, but I'm saying the slavery that we know from back in the day. But let's say, let's turn the tables, if you will. Let's say white people were enslaved. I always say, this is what I always say, white people would still be enslaved right today. That's, that's my take. That's my opinion. I don't think white people are overcomers. Number one, they're not innovative enough. And they're not... Um, They're just not courageous enough. Priscilla, remember we got to start at eight thirty with the with the book now. Okay, okay, I'm finishing up. I uh, yeah, I I I just I just don't believe that they would be able to shoulder what the black man in this country has had to shoulder. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think we see it every day in all types of manner. Absolutely, absolutely. And more importantly, I believe this, and again, we got to start with the book. But Priscilla, that's a very good point you made. Should have actually brought you on sooner, but I had to get all that out the way. It's a lot here, yeah, everybody. Purcell, Purcell brought a very important point, and I think he's right. But more importantly. The, the Most High is with this people called Israel, and we had to survive. He was behind us. I don't think it's us so much of having. It's it's more of who we are than how strong we are. It's like we can't die. We couldn't be like the American Indians. We have purpose. We are Israel. We we couldn't die under a, a, a slavery. We just couldn't. As his purpose would have died. It was important that we come 
be the slaves, represent the kingdom, and, and in the end, people are going to understand why. But go ahead, Priscilla, in less than 30 seconds, please. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, we, were, we, we are a, a chosen people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We are the epitome of that. We are, after all, it, it was Simeon. Let's think about Simeon, the black man who carried the cross with all got this hill. He didn't carry the cross because um, he, he was the strongest one there that was able to do it. He did it because he was the only one that knew the way. Oh, that's a whole other show. So I'm going to leave it that is. alone. I'm going to leave it that is. alone. So, um, all right, brother. Well, I appreciate your comment, Purcell. And uh, like I said, we're going to go 839, and then we'll come back to you. Actually, now that we went over, it's more like 835 to 905. I'll come back, and we'll take calls from the phone line as well as from the co-hosts that are in the house. Right now, you're the only one in the house. All right? So I appreciate you, brother, for being uh, in the house to hear, again, what I believe the most I have to say in this matter. Okay. All right, everybody, it's Purcell Porsche all the way in Cincinnati, and I uh, just always good to see him. To the transcriber, we're setting the clock right now. Folks, again, I can't tell you how important it is what I'm about to share. Not because of who I am, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, but like they said about the disciples, how do these men know these things when they are learned? I say that about myself. You should say it about me also. How does he know this? And he's from the project. He's an unlearned man. How can Seth know these things? Did he get it when he traveled to the twenty to the twenty four countries? Nope. Did he get it from some institution? Nope. Well, how does Seth know these things? Let the information speak for itself. All right, starting right now. The Expo 30, again, is a time, for those of you who's reading and you've read uh, Dedication, How to Read This Book, uh, Definitions, Acknowledgement, Forward, Preface, Introduction, Chapter 1, and of course you're into, you've passed what it's, where it says what this work is, what this work is not, and you've also read over the mechanics of white supremacy, simply how it works. Now you have come to the part where it says proof of clear and present danger, the Expo 30. And we've talked about so far history, education, religion, and we hit social, but I want to sh- reduce social. Okay, that's the best way to uh, say it, uh, do it, uh, transcribe it, just simply let's redo it. Let's redo the social area. Tonight, I'm going to cover social in a way I guarantee you, y'all never heard socialism. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about uh, uh, health and medicine guarantee you, you're going to hear health and medicine, racism, white supremacy in that, and uh, black inferiority in all the same coin. 
Then we're going to talk about science and technology. And, and it'd, be, it'd be great if we can get uh, over to housing and zoning. These uh, areas sound so remotely away from you, don't it? It sounds like you have nothing to do with housing and zoning, don't it? You're going to see, brothers and sisters, that you, the listener, you, the reader, have everything to do with these areas. But the rest, just to go over the rest of the Expo 30, and uh, you can cut this out of it, uh, transcriber, please. But the rest of the 30 would be images and advertising, environmental. You'd be surprised to see the racism with regards to the environment and so-called people of color, how we're not valued with regards to environmental. This has to do with living conditions of so-called African Americans where it relates to the environment. Laws, uh, rules, um, customary customs, um, how area is saturated with, again, lives of white supremacy or black inferiority. Same coin, two different sides. Laws as this relates to judicial, how we're judged, laws as relates to law enforcement, laws as it relates to correction and rehab, what happens when we do do something wrong or when others do something wrong, what how they're treated in comparison to how we're treated. Foreign policy, what is in writing uh, for the nations for us to act, uh, us meaning as a nation when we go out and deal with other nations, uh, foreign policy, how we relate to them and we allow them to relate to us. Oh, my goodness. And then foreign affairs, it's one thing to have a policy, but then what do you actually do uh, when you're over there? We don't always do even what the policies say. Sometimes the policy is not that bad, but it's what we do. It's, it's very serious, brothers and sisters. You will see not just racism by so-called whites, but by so-called blacks. Again, this is a global system, and the purpose of the Five Smithsonian Network is not to let the white man off the hook because he definitely, uh, or so-called whites, you will see the evils of what they're doing in this work for sure, but you'll also see nearly equally so-called black people doing the exact same thing. You'll see African leaders doing the same thing to their people and it would be because they don't value black life. And you'll see white people go into their country and they treat them like a king and their institutions and their university, I mean their uh, countries, and whatever they are over, these white people, that is, you'll see black leaders treating them better than their own people. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the philosophy of white supremacy, black inferiority is everywhere. But moving on, political and civic self-esteem, community awareness, agriculture, sexuality, entertainment, defense and military, family. That's a big one. That's a big one. Family's a big one. Black female relationships, you you will see us you will see white supremacy so clear or black self-hate and where the black self-hate come from. The self-hate the way our women treat a lot of their men 
in comparison to how they treat their bosses. You, it's just it's all types of dynamics in there with the black man dating white women and how he treat them versus the white women. It's, it's just all types of issues with that. Fashion and beauty, governmental news and statistics. Um, wow, wow, wow. Economics uh, where it relates to labor. Economics where it relates to money. Economics where it relates to product and quality. This has to do with a lot of different things, like, for instance, uh, even the hotels, uh, how how we're treated at certain times, and, and accommodations would have to, would fall under that. How we're accommodated when we even are out and traveling, and it, it's something. It's just a classic example about the jazz festival, how mistreated they were. And again, um, uh, transcribe with this. As I'm going through all three, this should not be a part of of uh, this time. Okay, I'm just going through it for those that are listening on the broadcast uh, to hear. That's all this is about. Again, selling the book at the same time. Economics, where product and quality is concerned, like I was saying, it it, it encompasses a lot. Economics, where it regards to cost. Um, And I guess that's when actually the hotel and subway and the train system and all of that would follow that. But not just just any time we're paying for any type of uh, service. Um, uh, when I mentioned the early one, economics, products, and quality, that has to do with just something you buy and or, or something you house. The quality of things that we get versus the quality of things so-called white people get. It can be from houses that are sold to us or any type of product. Any, any product sold to us is billions of products sold to us. Uh, if oftentimes if they know it's going to go to a so-called black person, to the care that goes into their co- to the product and the quality, that's number 28. And then number 29 is economics as it relates to cost, what we're charged, what we bill. This is what I was meaning earlier with the hotels and the subways and wherever we go. Anytime we pay for anything, anything you can pay for, anytime we're charged for anything in any kind of way, um, often we're overbilled, overcharged. And then economics as it relates to education is the very last of the, of the Expo 30. This has to do with Secret education, just just how we're raised in the same world under the same sun as so-called white people, under the same moon and sun, but yet we're not made privy to a lot of things they know about money, investments, and all that. And this by design, and a lot of a lot of it is 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 really really serious information that they cannot and will not let us learn, even though we're coming up financially as a people, still. There's some things we yet have learned about money. Uh, you know, I mean, for a long time, people didn't know, black people didn't even know that you can charge off your credit. Of course, it's common knowledge now. It might sound like a joke to some of y'all now because it's so common knowledge. But it used to be a time we didn't know about that seven year, and you can write off your credit. And white people was doing it like crazy and getting a brand new life, uh, you know, getting being able to start over after they have, after they, after they have, was careless with their credit. And you know, buying a lot of time it was it was a thing. This is what I mean by secret information. A lot of times they would buy up boats and and get that house they want to get this they want and not pay for it, and then they could file bankruptcy and and start all over fresh. And black people was clueless to it for a long, long, long time. We, there's always an exception to the rules, but I'm talking about the bulk of our people learning. So that's just one example of knowledge 
that was fluent throughout the uh, so-called white neighborhood. All right, so so let's just go ahead and jump into it. Let's talk about social, the uh, social social aspect of our lives, lives in America, and in uh, really the world as uh, it relates to so-called black people uh, and so-called white people. I'm trying to again show everybody. And this is when when we'll start back up transcriber. With regards to social socialism, again, the Expo thirty is to reveal the thief where it relates to us socializing with each other. The Expo thirty in this book is to design to show you a giant that's standing in the form of lies, deception, and ignorance that is hiding who we are as a people, our glory, the good things about us, the great things about us, and promoting our shortcomings so that people will not believe in in us, starting with ourselves and others looking on. These lies, deception, and, and ignorance Ignorance meaning they're hiding information. Again, stealing, killing, and destroying our glory. That is what the Expo 30 is all about. So I want to talk about how a lot of our white brothers and sisters, because of these lies that they're told, and because of the lies we're told, whenever I talk about white people, think of black people also. Whatever goes for them goes for us. Whatever they're doing, we're doing the same thing to each other. It may not be as prevalent because we know so much about our grandparents and our parents and our uncles and aunts. And so we're not as sick with it as they are because we, we've learned to know each other. So we're a little better off. But remember, every day we live, Every day, brothers and sisters, that we live in this country, these lies are constantly going for, not always being told to us verbally, but just a lot of times in the things we see, positions. Uh, you go into a uh, business and the, the fact that you keep saying white people in power is making a statement. Now, if those white companies hired the way they're supposed to hire most qualified individuals, it wouldn't be so white. But a lot of times when you just live in your life and you say, I don't want to think about no racism and none of that stuff, and you just put on your clothes and you go outside to have a ice cream and you just minding your business, what you see oftentimes is preaching to your subconscious what the Father was trying to show me was, and what the Father has showed me and is showing me, is to live in a system where that kind of evil is going forth, where white people is constantly hiring their people, so-called their people, or hiring people that look like them, over others. Now, remember, I say my people, too, but I'm basing, when I say are my people, I'm basing it upon a legitimate class based upon the Bible Israelites that's fulfilling prophecy. That 
is biblical when I say my people. I'm not basing on just because they dark skinned. Please, because I may not think to say that again in this book. Please know when I say my people, that is what I'm talking about. Us DNA connected. And the way we know who we are is because of the prophecies we're living out as a group of people. So DNA-wise, we are connected as Israelites. Whites, on the other hand, doesn't have that same claim. They don't know who they are. And anybody else that's not an Israelite on the earth don't know who they are because we're so mixed. They're so mixed. So you probably almost have to say Jews or Gentiles, Israelites or Gentiles, because they don't know who they are. Yes, they come from Europe, but not all Europeans come from the same place. Everybody in Italy didn't necessarily just start in Italy, Italy, not the Garden of Eden. Where did those people come from? It's whites in Italy that's not related to the whites up in Britain. It's whites in Italy that's not Related to the whites in Iceland, I mean, Iceland have more of a connection to Africa genes than, I mean, they have just as much connection to Africa genes as we do. All whites are not connected like that DNA-wise. That's what we got to talk about. And we will talk about it in the solution chapter on this book where I get into Bible leprosy. So, brothers and sisters, Again, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, when white people see us, and when we see ourselves, it's through these lies talking about in this book. This is how we've categorized, we've bought into certain parts, certain places. We we go, it's almost like a giant play, as I said last week. When we wake up, we already know to take our place as a black man. We start talking black, so-called black. We start talking white, so-called white, those people that are white. And we just take our rightful places. And race based upon color, we keep saying it, but it really is a social construct. Folks, it was it was created. Some of y'all need to do the research. Stop what you're doing and do the research. Go and read and see were there not a time during the Spanish Inquisition when uh, did they not start talking about race then? Also, go and do the research and see was it not after the Bacon's Rebellion, the largest, the first rebellion in America in the new in the New World, the the first large rebellion called Bacon's Rebellion with Nathaniel Bacon and Governor Berkeley back in Jamestown that area. Remember what. History has already said about that. This is when they created. Uh, many say the new underclass, or when they take, when it took uh, a grip, when it when it was taken serious, I should say. Where the early forefathers start categorizing people based upon color right at the beginning of the slave trade and create a new underclass called black. If you go past the New World, there was no such thing as a black a black and white. There were people living in Italy, people living in, and keep in mind, Europe is not an old place. 
like Africa and India and so forth. But the life there was in those countries, they didn't see each other as necessarily people they loved. The whites, the so-called people that had very little pigmentation in India in uh, Italy, didn't necessarily care for the people in Iceland or some of those other Nordic countries. Uh, they they didn't necessarily uh, 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 care for them. When I say Nordic, I mean just up north. So, brothers and sisters, you got to know that about the invention of the so-called whites as a race. I didn't want to go too deep into this. Uh, I just want to refer you to Baker's Rebellion. Do the research centered around Nathaniel Baker and Governor Berkeley um, in the 1500s and see exactly what transpired there, all right? Also, I want to remind everybody that if this indeed is true, and we know it is because history definitely agrees with it, why would you, brothers and sisters, especially those of you that call yourself believers or Christians, why would you continue to promote a lie? Why would you continue to classify yourself based upon something mere men uh, constructed? So anyway, that brings us to uh, again the socialism uh, of the Expo 30th. So I wanted to just talk about how our culture is demonized, and uh, when I say our culture is demonized, I mean to show that in this country, blacks, so-called blacks. And again, when I say so-called, it just means I don't buy into the lie. Okay, so if I slip up and say black, just know it means so-called. Or if I slip up and say white, just know it means so-called. But brothers and sisters, we have been going through this for as long as we've been in America, this business of, of, of our language, the way we articulate when we communicate. Under the umbrella of white supremacy, under the rule of white supremacy, under this spell of white supremacy, nobody can speak. Uh, no, they set the standard for what is to be ex accepted when we speak. And the way I think the most I believe is this: Yes, there's such thing as English. I understand. But they don't always speak proper English themselves, but they're not ridiculed the way the so-called black man and the black woman is ridiculed with our English. And when they started that, now we do it to each other. And just because somebody doesn't speak good English, it doesn't mean that they're not equally uh, bright, equally smart, or have something to contribute. And so I wanted to just show how both Again, when I talk about what so-called whites is doing throughout this book, remember, one of the goals of the book is to show you that so-called African-Americans are doing equally the same exact thing. This is one of the reasons this giant, we say that he's unmatched and that he's unchallenged because so-called black people are saying, I don't do that. I do not practice racism. I am not a white supremacist. So one of the goals of the book is to show in these 30 areas, right now we're in Chapter 1, 
we're talking about the Expo 30, and we go through these 30 areas showing how we are practicing. Here is one of them right here. We demonize each other the way we talk. And even though we're not speaking good English, that has nothing to do with the value of that person. That does not have to do, that does not mean that person can be brilliant. That does not mean that person is equal to a king or a queen in England, even. This is what I mean by buying into the lies of white supremacy. And when whites, of course, use bad English, they're not treated oftentimes like that. They are sometimes laughed at, but it's educated black people that that when uneducated whites that speak back broken English, but if they halfway dress decent and look decent, we'll think they're smart. I know what I'm talking about. I've seen it. Another thing where we're, we're pressed at is just how we choose to leisure. What so-called African-Americans choose to do when they're just having fun is oftentimes ridiculed, made fun of. I mean, any, you know, even if something, the first thing comes to mind is something as simple as rap. You know, how it was first ridiculed by everybody. And these were just young black men just expressing themselves, but it was sounding kind of odd. And when, when in America, if white people don't start something or invent something, it's often laughed at or poked at or made fun of. Yes, it's true. Anytime we do something, anytime we initiate something or create something, it's not as good as. And oftentimes, before white people even have the opportunity to laugh at it, you got black people laughing at it. But if if somebody kids want to make up something, why don't we just say why why aren't my point is this when white males make up something, it can be corny as I don't know what we have a tendency to kind of just oh that's great or that's creative or they're so smart or Asian kids come up with something oh that's so brilliant that's what we first say about the Asian community when they come with anything. But when black people start some initiate something, I'm talking about when we're just having fun in our leisure right now. Not just really educated things. I'm just talking about even fun things, stuff just we do for entertainment, laughs. It's oftentimes treated as inhuman, animalistic. It's going to get clear as I speak. I'm going to hit that a little bit more later. Oftentimes, here's another one. We're overpraised, and again, it's dealing with socialism. Oftentimes we're overpraised. When I say overpraised, I mean we're not all of that really, but we're we're related to our bodies. We're oftentimes treated like you know there's this there's this belief really among our brothers and sisters or white brothers and sisters that we're animals, we're like animals, and we're built the way we built, not because we're just healthier than them. Or, or just because we're healthy, I shouldn't say the name, but I'm just saying just because we're healthy. But they are oftentimes because they may not be as muscular, they may not be as fast, or they may not be able to jump as high. They want to make you out to be an animal as though they're the standard, when we may be the standard. And I do think the standard is just humans. But these people believe if you run faster than them, you must be an animal. Or if you, if you, or you, or you, you jump higher. You're animalistic, and so a lot of times when they are complimenting you, it's only on certain things that has to do with your physique or you're funny or you're an entertainer. Again, they buy into these 
They pigeonhole us, brothers and sisters. And, of course, whatever I say in the Expo 30, remember, as I say things about whites, you can see it among black people. Black people even say that we are faster. And that's not necessarily true because when we see the tracks, we see black girls, white girls being black girls all the time. Now, two the black girls run the fastest for the most part, but could it be that because when we are raised, we're taught a certain thing? I think at birth, because of the melanin, we are we are at an advantage, and this has just got to do with science. I do think that's true. So at birth, I think we're given more because of the melanin, but it depends on how you develop your running, how you develop your jumping, how you develop your skills, because if you really work at it, you can be faster. Than, uh, and, I mean, it's so many white people that have proved us wrong. So this is what I mean by we buy into all these lies and we start raising our kids or in our culture we start saying, I'm a black man, I'm supposed to be able to shoot, and so we'll work at it harder and harder until we just actually really are good at sports, and then they'll say, oh, see, y'all better than we are. So this is why I say overpraising us more than we should, it really is white supremacy. You say, well, Brother Seth, they're giving you a compliment. They are giving you a compliment, and you may be faster, but it's because you worked at it. If they work at it, they will be faster. Yes, they will be. Yes, they will be, brothers and sisters. It's all kind of, now, I know a lot of times white people may not be able to dunk. And, again, melanin has something to do with that. There is something to the bone, the density with black bones. And I, I, I do believe that genetically there is some advantages. But all I'm saying is if, if that white man or that white woman work at that skill, they can be just as good as and even better. Look at football. I mean, look at any sport. Why is it always, oh, even if it's just one white person that does it, it break kills a theory. So I do believe blacks at birth have some natural abilities because of the third eye and melanin, and et cetera, et cetera. I can go there. Yes, I do believe, but I don't think just because they have that automatically that means they're going to be faster. It depends on what you do with those tools you give them at birth. So to constantly praise us like, no, I don't believe that. I think it's white supremacy. Let me show you what I mean. Because when it comes down to intellect, then it's going to flip. They're going to flip the script. Now some of y'all say, oh, I, 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 I. some of y'all saying, I, I don't know about that. Black, black people are superior. Black people are superior. But then when I bring up uh, intellect, the mind, some of y'all look a little weird then because some blacks say, well, no, white people are smarter. Now, you can say what you want to say, but they're smarter. Again, I don't think they're smarter, especially at birth, because of the melanin. I think it's because they are taught they're smarter. They see their people in charge they see their people ruling, and it just it just feeds the lie more that we're supposed to be in charge. I'm supposed to know this, and they just take to reading more, take to learning more, take to leading more. Again, I'm talking about racism, white supremacy, the lies, deception, and ignorance that we hear in this area. 
that is basically saying whites are superior, blacks are inferior. And here's a lie right here where it relates to intellect. We think, and I'm talking about so-called black people is pushing as hard as whites. We really think that white boy is going to be smarter. And it's not because, <clears throat> again, they bought into the fact I'm supposed to be oftentimes you see, and I'm going to roll over uh, uh, because of the uh, we said earlier about the five minutes we brought on for sale, and so I'm going to roll over a little bit. So, uh, moderator, just I mean, uh, transcriber, please know that. All right, we're going to roll over a little bit. Five more minutes. So, brothers and sisters, what am I saying? I'm saying that if you're in a world where you see constantly blacks doing certain things, whites doing certain things, you might buy into the lie yourself that, hey, they just better at it. That is not true. There are some blacks that can't bounce the ball, don't have no rhythm. They don't mean no stereotypes, and they're, they're smart as I don't know what. They're brilliant, and they learn things a lot faster. There's all types of black little genius boys, black little genius girls, but they do not make the news because they do not fit the narrative. Bought into these lies. Again, whenever I say what whites, so-called whites, are doing, hear me, brothers and sisters, blacks are doing the same thing. So how do we figure white people are the racist? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. We buy into these positions. We believe it, and we take our rightful place just like a giant play. But it don't stop there. It goes with our music, rhythm, against anything they don't understand. So-called whites try to. And some of you may say, well, yeah, you're proving it, though, brother. You keep saying they do stuff, and then we come behind them and do it. It doesn't matter who starts the lie, brothers and sisters. It don't mean you're innocent because they told a lie first and you believed it. If that don't mean that don't mean anything. If you buy the lie, you practicing white supremacy. You're being racist towards your own people. So rhythm, music and rhythm, we was ridiculed forever for clapping on beat. There are some places you can go, even with black people, if the beat is too strong, they just they just won't do it. They won't they don't like music where the beat is too strong, too even even something as far as church music, like the shouting music, everybody don't like that. And to, even black people, I'm telling you, the way we express ourselves, it's like it's not as good. There's something wrong with the way we express ourselves. Whether whether it's black people shouting, like going, just really going at it, shouting, or if it's a fast beat, I love James Brown. Because he is the epitome of what I'm saying. A lot of whites don't like James Brown because it's just too funky. He's too funky. And it makes them feel uncomfortable. They can't keep up with it. And they oppress us. They make us feel like something is wrong with it. And we buy the lie. I remember when I switched and started going to Calvary. Uh, no disrespect to Calvary Cathedral because it does a lot of other good things. But the music director was telling someone I knew that, you know, you don't sing right. 
because they would sing, go, oh, 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 you know how we do those runs we do, you know, and uh, I'm just trying to talk fast, y'all really can't sing, though. <laughs> but anyway, y'all know what I mean, the runs, the music. This music director was telling this person, you sing wrong. You're you going to hurt your voice, especially if you're screaming like, like what the Clark sisters be doing, like Karen Clark. They say don't do that. And they made the person feel a certain kind of way, like they wasn't good enough to be in this white choir. So they changed the way they sung. And they was telling me that that singing like that is bad. And I'm like, what? Now, today, in these so-called white churches, you can't beat them sounding like that. That's what I mean by oppressing millions of people. Y'all just think, oh, this is just some little innocent thing. Seth, it's not all that. You get too serious with it. No, 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 no. I don't think y'all understand. This is serious. People oftentimes feel like they don't feel they don't feel comfortable. People oftentimes don't feel comfortable in their own skin and walking on eggshells when they're around so-called whites. And then we turn around and buy into the lie, and we start to oppress other black people by telling them you don't have to do that. When Patti LaBelle was told by, um, I think it was, somebody told Patti LaBelle, you don't need to scream like that. It hurt her feelings. Oh, Diane Warwick told Patti LaBelle, why do you sing like that? You don't have to sing. You know what I'm saying? Again, we listen to whites, and then uh, our whites are full of these lies and deceptions created from Satan, we buy the same lies and deception and oppress our own people. So we got oppression coming from whites, we got oppression coming from blacks, we got oppression coming from, guess who, foreigners. Which brings me to this topic. Uh, uh, it is really hard getting this out. We'll just pause that, and we'll try to go to the phone lines here in a second. So, um, Brother Purcell, Purcell, look like you're the only calls in the house tonight. So I'm going to come to you. That's probably a blessing in disguise because I really don't have a lot of time. So I'll come to you and let you just share anything you've heard here in a, here in a little bit. But brothers and sisters, this is serious, as you see. We're just trying to make it through this one uh, one area of the 30 areas. There's 30 of these areas. Do you all understand by Expo 30 being really serious? And remember, the thing with Expo 30, these 30 areas where we are pressed, is all of this is happening every day, all day. People don't understand. They click into the, and, and uh, they 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 will. Um, uh, I guess this is to, this is to the readers. Uh, for those that are, are, are those that are, are reading, the thing you want to remember is all of this is happening at one time. All of this is happening one time, all day long, all 30 areas, all areas. We're being oppressed in all of these areas at one time. All of this is going down at one time. Brothers and sisters, we're suffering in science and technology at the same time. We're suffering housing and zoning at the same time. We're suffering in images and advertising at the same time. We're suffering in environmental at the same time. On any, any given day at the same time with laws and bylaws and customs, we, these laws are affecting us. But at the same time, laws and judicials are affecting us every, the same time laws as it relates to law enforcement is affecting us every day, all day. This is happening all at the same time. Foreign policy, this is all going down every day. Our self-esteem, we can't run away from how we look at ourselves, right? 
This is what we're going through every day. That's the magic. If I can say magic, fashion and beauty, family dynamics, all of this stuff is happening to us every single day. Some of this happens to us in our homes. It's happening to us as a people every day. I should say it like that. But to us individually, some of this is happening to us individually every single day. So as I go through these Expo 30, these 30 areas where we're suffering disproportionately, I want you all to think about this. Every day, every day we're affected. Every single day we run across these lies. If you, unless you just stay home and just turn off the TV and turn off everything and stare at a wall, every day you're being affected by this Expo 30. Every single day. So what the father did is he showed me racism as I was through going throughout my day. He showed me, look at this, look at that. And I began to try to put it all in writing. And it's going to take me to the end of 2023 to tell y'all, to share with y'all what the Father's been showing me all my life. Well, except when, 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 um, at least after my years at Calvary, I mean, not all my life. But these areas, every single one of these, again, this is happening every single day, all day. I mentioned family. And I'm wrapping up. I'm going to I'm going to a co-host, uh, but I mentioned family. My wife, when I met her, and um, transcriber, you can um, you can scratch this, so you can stop the recording. But I want to talk to the people now on Blog Talk Radio and those listening to social media. The Expo 30, again, is something the Father showed me, and I'm just trying to share it with you. Brothers and sisters, you've got to get it from the Most High like I got it. he got to show you what he showed me. The Father showed me, because I would be praying stuff like, oh, Father, show me things in me that's not right. Reveal to me anything that's, 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 that's stealing glory from you. This is how Brother Seth was back in the days I went to Calvary Cathedral downtown Fort Worth. And Holy Tabernacle Church of God in Christ and Christian Outreach Center all that time, these, around this time in my life. I was asking the Father to show me stuff. Y'all, I'm not lying to y'all. The Father began to show me. I would be minding my own business and looking at news about law enforcement. He would show me something. I would be minding my own business, and I would see someone news about foreign policy. I would, I would be like, that's not right. You know, I traveled, for instance, with Reverend Pandy. Many of you have heard Reverend Pandy from Papua New Guinea. He's been on the show. And we'd be traveling to all these countries. Reverend Pandy was my traveling buddy. You know, he would do these crusades in India and so forth. I would go with him sometime. But I wouldn't go to the crusade, but I went to him to India. Anyway, we'd be going in and out of customs, uh, uh, immigration, and they'd be retaining him every time. I just bust out laughing. It began to be a joke. But it hit me. Wait a minute. It's not funny. He's from Papua New Guinea, from America. But you're able to go in any country and they not question you. Ram Pandy had to be stopped. They quarantined him almost every trip. That's just one little area on the Expo 30 called foreign policy. Where, again, we're treated less than 
saying there's philosophies that govern policy that affect and oppress us. But it's in history. It's, it's how we look at history. It's whitewash. You got black folk in 2023 thinks people in the Bible was olives. And they swear up and down, they, they ain't nothing wrong with them. I'm the one that's the racist. They really believe the Israelites was white. They really think something wrong with me. When I asked the father where there are blacks in the Bible, I thought he was just sharing me blacks over here, blacks over there. So when I share with the people, I will be able to say, well, here you in the Bible, you over here, or here you in the Bible, you over there. That's not what the Father showed me. I wasn't really happy about it, to be honest, because I felt like, well, people ain't going to accept the fact all of them was black, not even olive. I just, I just didn't, I ain't going to lie, y'all, I really didn't like that for sharing reasons, because it's going to sound like I'm a racist. And lo and behold, when I begin to start sharing what I've learned, people say, oh, you're racist, you hate white people. If people still think I hate white people, no matter how much I say I love my love my no nobody on blog talk radio talk about loving white people more than I do. And they swear he you, know, you must be saying that but he deep inside you must really hate him. <laughs> yeah. And and this is my life. This is what I this is what I go through. But yet when I run across people that hate white people and I check them, I check those people. They wanna say you're an Uncle Tom. So either I can't win either my Uncle Tom or I you know or I, hate, or I love white or either I hate white people. So the Father had to show me all these things that I call Expo 30 in all these areas. Unfair judgment in history, education, religion, social, health and medicine, science and technology. Science and technology. You know, what that's got to do with me? That's got everything to do with you. There's so many teachings about your dark skin being inferior, and Mr. White Man and White Lady listen to the show. There's so many teachings about your white skin being superior. What do you mean what it's got to do with you? Of course it's got to do with you. But it's housing and zoning, images and advertisement, environmental law, rules, bylaws, customs. Laws it relates to judicial. Laws it relates to law enforcement. Correction and rehab. When we mess up, some of us, and they're correcting us, look how we're correcting the prison system versus go to the prison system. That's a good place to start. Go to the jails. Go in and ask them, are the white inmates being treated different than blacks? They say that's where racism really is. I've had some people tell me when you go to jail, it's like they threw away all those laws. They, you know, It's back with back in slavery. It's the same. It's a big difference of how you're treated when you're being corrected. And then foreign policy, foreign affairs. Sometimes the policy is decent, but the way we act, we act like we're gods in these other countries. That's why the Muslim countries don't like us. Well, you sound like a Muslim. It don't mean I'm a Muslim because I'm saying that. I'm saying we don't belong in that country. Political and civic. Self-esteem is is probably the most important area of, out of all 30 of these. Because this is what you see when you look in the mirror. <laughs> Again, to the gentleman doing the uh, uh, to the gentleman doing the uh, transcribing, we'll try to wrap up in, in, in about ten minutes. We'll start in about ten minutes. So, again, if you look at the area of political, uh, and then there's the area of political and civic. There's self-esteem. Oh, there's self-esteem. Excuse me, y'all. 
Uh, with regards to self-esteem, this is crazy. This one right here has got to be the most important area out of all 30 of these because this is how you see yourself when you look in the mirror. And the Father showed me, you do not see yourself the way I see you. Now, that really can go for everybody, right? Let's just give it a break. True, that's for everybody. But on top of us having all as a human family low self-esteem because we don't get the revelation that the Father has. So basically everybody has. That's when he showed me. That's another thing he showed me. Everybody have low self-esteem. Everybody. Rich people, everybody. Because very few people see themselves exactly the way the Father. The Father is the only one that sees humanity the way that he's supposed to see humanity. Rich folks might see themselves better than you see yourself. They don't see themselves the way the Father sees them, because if they did, they wouldn't be acting a fool with their riches. So the Father showed me everybody have a low self-esteem, unless they have that revelation of who they are in Christ. This is serious, folks. This is nothing to play with, this Expo 30. This is 30 areas of my life where the Father showed the philosophies of white supremacy or Black inferiority. Some of y'all never hear the term white supremacy in your world, but you're constantly saying theories, beliefs that blacks are inferior. Like Purcell was talking about the neighborhoods earlier. I mean, you're constantly making these statements. Where do they come from? Well, I learned this from my my people. I don't know why you teach me this, but where did your people get that from? Some of you say, well, I hate white people. I can't. I definitely don't think they're superior. I don't know what you're talking about. Why do you hate white people? Oftentimes, when you, when you dig under that onion, the reason why you hate it is because you think they got it better than you. Because the way the Father showed me, he showed me this, you can't hate them if you see them for who they are. You can't hate them. If you really see them for who they are, the only reason why you hate them, you're giving them more glory as being. People think because you're saying somebody's more evil, you're not glorifying them. You are glorifying them. If you're saying they're more stronger than what they are, you're giving them glory even if it's evil. To say a white man is he the most evil one, he's the most. He, no, he's not. You're telling me the white people ain't the most evil? Exactly. There may be evil, they may be full of evil, they may be full of the devil. I think a lot of white people are possessed with the devil. I'm talking especially in power. I think a lot of so called white people but if if we was back in the Barbie, uh, 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 Babylonian days, it'd be the same thing. I'll say the same thing about that empire. Whoever's at the top is gonna be most likely possessed because Satan wants to use them to conduct his policy throughout the earth. The little old guy across the street, the white guy across the street, he's a wannabe. And you believe he's better, some of y'all, and you don't like him. Because you think they got a better life. They don't have a better life. Look at the guy, that the, the founder of TikTok just killed us the other day. We think our folk got more money, live better. That's not true. I'm from the East Side Project, Butler Housing Forward. I'm here to tell you, I saw some very happy, happy people. And I've been, I'm 61 years old, and I have yet to see people that happy in a long time. People are just not that happy no more. You don't have to do with your money, so it's a state of mind. Paul commands us to have the state of mind according to the Scriptures. 
But like I said, self-esteem is community awareness, um, agriculture, it's in sexuality. Oh, my God, I can't wait to get to that one. I'm going to shock a lot of you when we talk about sexuality. I ain't going to get rated X or nothing because that's not what the Father gives me. But I promise you, if you're sick in non-sexual activities, you're going to be sick in sexual activities. It's sick, y'all. It's sick. I promise you, we're not we're not healthy. And just because we're born again and we're salvaged, that just means we're in the kingdom. But it don't mean we don't have this mess in us. This is why Paul commands us to be transformed. We need transforming. We ain't right. How can not eight percent of the world's population rule ninety-two percent of the world population if ninety-two percent of the world's population in buying into it and allowing the eight to rule with these theories? Why come they don't just shut down all this white supremacy because they believe it? Skin whitening is at an all-time high. You need to do the research on skin whitening in Africa. It will break your heart. Those people are not happy with being dark-skinned because they bought into Western thought. So anyway, brothers and sisters, this is just Expo 30. I can, uh, it goes on to talk about uh, sexuality again, entertainment, defensive military, family values. Oh, my goodness, that black man, black woman, poison. Poison. Trouble with our women ruling over our men for a reason. Black men aren't as powerful in this social construct as black women. That the black women is put over the black man. It's 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 serious. It's not just oh little cute little little fight at home. No, it, like 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 I've been saying in the social construct struck of racism of in this social construct when you say the words white and black people in that construct black men is not men. There's only one group that's a men, and that's white males. They are the king. Everything, policy, everything is catered to them. So our, our black women, they love us. Yes, they do. They would die for us. Yes, they will. I think a lot of them will. But they don't see us as an equal to the white man. Neither do we see them equal to the white woman. Now, some people say, oh, I love my queen. Da, 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 da. I understand. I understand. I feel you. Trust me. And you may be one of those gentlemen that's an excuse exempt from some this all this don't apply to everybody. Sometimes we're freer in this area than we is in the other area. Now black men have always spoken and, and, and talked about their love for black women. But you gotta ask yourself this question. How come these same black men when they become wealthy they want a white woman? They never express hate or contentment for the black woman ever. But when they get money, why they figure they got to be with a white woman? And why wouldn't those black men that do marry white women, why they treat them different? You see, black men doing stuff with white women they never did with any of the previous girlfriends they ever did. Well, they did. And then black women, they, 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 would they give their life for us? I believe they would. I think they love us the best they can. But why would they get a white man? They do all kinds of things for that man they never would ever do for a white man. I Look, y'all have no idea who I am. I have did so many surveys, asking questions, interviews, or oh, even on this blog show. I don't went deep into places I should not have went. 
asking questions and doing things I probably should not have done. Sometimes the father led me. Sometimes I was just too curious about this and did it on my own. And that's where I have to be careful. But I'll tell you one thing. What I just said, I didn't tell the whole truth. Y'all, if you're not owned by the Most High 24-7, led by that Ruach HaKadosh or the Holy Spirit, you are in the hands of these people. And the Father is a jealous Elohim. He's a jealous God. He does not want to share his glory. He wants to get glory, not the white man. He wants you to see the glory of truly who you are, not through the lens of white people. He wants you to see so-called white people for who they are, not who they say they are. He wants you to see the Bible for what it is, not what they say it is. He wants you to see the Israelites for who he say they are, not who they say they are. He wants you to see end-time prophecies the way he said, not what they say. That's enough talking. Let's phone lines get some comments, and then we will um, go back and start recording. So I'm going to go back to uh, Cincinnati first. I uh, did see Brother Kenwin. I don't see his phone number now. Brother Purcell, Porsche, your line is open, brother. You've heard a lot. Go ahead and take about, oh, Purcell, we kind of over time, man. But go ahead and take about three minutes and give us a uh, comment or question if you have anything. All right, man, you said you said a mouthful, my brother, a mouthful. One of the things that you said that, that – uh, um, sticks with me as you were talking about um, the genetics, uh, where you weren't necessarily talking about the genetics, but you did make reference to um, you believe that the genetics has something to do with um, our our stat or our uh, stature, how we are built. And um, that's, there's actually some truth to that. Um, I used to have a personal trainer. He was a uh, is a white guy actually, and he was a um, a bodybuilder. And he used to always talk about how the genetics of the black man were so much better than theirs. And he was to always make reference to how much harder that they had to work in the gym to bring their bodies to um, what our bodies are, you know, just simply because of the genetics. So I actually do believe that there is some, um, there is some validity to that. Um, also, something else was said, I'm trying to remember. Um, um, I can't remember exactly what. Um, you said so much. You said quite a bit of stuff. Uh, they kind of all ran together. But one thing you said earlier that stuck with me is when you were talking about um, um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but of spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. Um, this is the one thing that this is what I thought about as it relates to that when you were talking about that. I thought about just just like we have to believe that there is a real God, 
we also have to believe that there is a real devil. The reason why we don't make reference to that, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood stuff, because we don't really believe, uh, we don't really believe that stuff. You know, that's my opinion. I don't know that to be to be so. Why else would we not reference that? Um, like you were saying, why do we not deal with that stuff? Because you don't believe it. You know, it's just the same as you have to believe that there's a real God. It's a real, it's a real live devil. It's a real live devil, and um, spiritual wickedness in high places. I mean, for real, if you would really just just allow um, God to remove the scales from your eyes, it's really not difficult to see that particular thing in operation. So, um, and that has a lot to do with the topic of the book that you're talking about, the the, uh, the white supremacy and all of that, how it rules, how we're governed by white supremacy. Yeah, I mean, all of that stuff, you can actually see it if you just take a minute and get out of your get out your own way. You can actually see that stuff for real, you know, even with our police department. And you can look at how um, the white boy is handled versus the brother in the street, you know. So, I mean, there's so many different indicators, man, that we just, uh, for whatever reason, overlook or just don't really want to believe it. You know, but but it's 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 real, it's real, and it's really in your face. You know, so um, so that's all I, that's all I have to say, Seth, about that. But well, let me say this, right. brother. Let me say this to you. With regards to me talking, I know a lot I'm hitting, and 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 anybody else listening, um, while we edit, well, we'll take a little break here in a second. But but Purcell, remember when you're hearing the show. Have a notepad because I can't. I have to do these long, thirty minute, and then you bring y'all in just for a little bit. So under I'm, this format, I'm, you need to make notes because I really would love to I'm hear what you. Yeah, I really want to know. I said, and not just you, not just you, but I want other people to really comment. When we do open the phone lines, normally it's going to be from. Uh, 9 to 9.30, we're, we're a little bit running behind. That's okay, though. We'll run over everybody just so y'all know because i got to go 30 minutes for the transcribers. So when Purcell wrap up here, I'll probably tell anybody else want to jump in with a question or comment, please press 1. We'll bring you on. Again, if you want to comment, press 1. We'll bring you on. Uh, and if you're in the chat room, if you have a question or comment, go ahead and t- type your uh, question. Um Dag, I see where brother uh, uh, brother Kenwin was on the, in the chat room, and I didn't see his chat. But anyway, um, if you're in the chat room, you have a question, comment, go ahead, type your question, comment. If you're on the phone lines, again, press 1, I can bring you on. If you're listening to this show online and you want to ask a question, make a comment, you can do that. But you need to call me right now, though, uh, 914-205-5590. Uh, after I do this next 30 minutes, uh, let's see, 45, 15, I probably wouldn't go uh, really 30 minutes, I'm, but however long I'm going to go, after I get done, I'll probably take questions or comments with with about uh, with one minute or two minutes a person, and then we'll wrap up the show. But we're running a little bit behind because I'm, your brother's long-winded, but there's so much to say. Y'all see this? I'm doing Expo 30 per sale. I got 30 areas, and I just 
only got to one. You see how lengthy this is? It's so much. It's so much I didn't say about socialism. And I got to get it all done tonight, and then we're going to uh, talk about, again, we got like 25 more of these. So these are areas where you can see clear so-called black people per se acting out equally the same racism that whites are doing. And the reason one reason I'm doing this particular thing called Expo 30 is because so-called black per sales, they say I'm not a racist. I'm not practicing white supremacy. I don't know nothing about that. They don't have nothing to do with me. And I'm thinking to myself, where did you go to school at? What do you read? Who entertain you? Who do you date? You you got to be getting all this from white people. You just don't have to say it. People don't say white people and black people. They don't like talking like that. But really, who do you date? Well, I date an African-American. Okay, that's a white guy in black skin in most cases. Unless he's traveled the world, learned all kind of cultures. Every, all he knows is what we learned in the United States, Priscilla. You hear me? Yeah. That's all we know is what these people told us about everything. And like I've said, brother and sister, you've got to redefine and relearn everything. People say, oh, no, you don't mean everything. You exaggerate. No, 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 no. I mean literally everything. But don't be overwhelmed because the Father says he sent his comforter. Holy Spirit is going to take care of us. But we can't play with this Holy Spirit. We really, really, really got to be listening to the Holy Spirit. Not no emotionalism. It's got to be a foreign spirit come from the Most High to teach us how to look at ourselves, how to look at life, how to look at death, how to look at ourselves, our so-called people. What is a people? What So-called white people. How they got white in the first place? And you know, you know what, Seth? Um, I think one of the that's one of the reasons um, that we have such a, a difficult time understanding our young people today, because I think our young people have taken the position where they refuse to accept the narrative of who they say I'm supposed to be. So, but I think they don't replenish you with anything, though. They don't replenish it. But listen, they may but listen. Say, right, 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 right. What I was think, what I was going to say is, I believe that has come out in the way of a form of rebellion, if you will. So it's not necessarily. It, it's it's really a paradox. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also a good thing in a sense, if that makes sense. But if we could channel it, if we could somehow teach them how to channel it properly, it could have um, great results, I think. Really, that's all that really is. If we look at it, um, if we strip it down and we look at what's happening, they just refuse to accept, accept the narrative, you know, and then to add to that, um, that's one of the reasons on a different little bit of a different note, that's one of the reasons why I don't like the term nigger. Because the first response from white people is, well, you guys say that to each other all the time. 
What's the big deal? Right? But for whatever reason, what we've tricked ourselves into believing is that it takes on a different connotation when they say it. Well, for me to say that, as a matter of fact, if I keep it, if I keep it 100, I used to say that. I used to say, well, it's different when you say it or when they say it. But the older I get, I realize, no, it ain't. It's still, a, it's, it's as degrading. And it's, uh, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the same for me. It's the same. That's why I vehemently, I vehemently am against the term nigga. I don't care. And now, now we done tricked ourselves so much, allow white people so much ground in this area where now even Webster Dictionary has made a distinction with nigga and nigger. Are y'all serious right now? Are y'all serious? So now, all of a sudden, nigga means something different than nigger. I'm serious. Y'all need to look it up. Y'all need to look it up. They really are trying to make the distinction now. So now it's supposed to be more degrading if I call you a nigger or Versus a nigger. Do y'all hear how how ignorant that sound, man? That's well, really... you know, and, and personally, I got to get back, but the, but the, but we can't fault Webster because Webster is telling the truth. That is what we say. We we told Webster to put that there basically because we say that. So if if we're doing it, per se, if we're doing it, if we are doing it in the society, Webster has to be a dictionary, which means I am going to tell you what this word means in your society. And you're right. So it's not Webster. It's us and this sickness. It's a sickness. But we say that. It's the same thing, though, Seth. How are you going to draw a distinction because of the way we say it? I think you were talking about this earlier, too, about how we talk. And you were talking about proper English and improper English. And all that type of stuff. That's where that came from. Came from, okay, because we don't say nigger, that's not culturally um, correct for our vernacular to, to flow that way. So we say nigger. Now all of a sudden, we're we going to make a distinction out of the two? It's, it's all of a sudden different? What I'm you know, saying is this. Listen. You talk, you preach to the choir. What I'm saying is this, Purcell. If the guys on the streets say that, they the ones started that. And if it's 40 million of us, that's not a few people. If they say this is how we talk, when we say nigga, it's not the same as N-E-G-G-E-R. That's racist. Webster's job, it's their job to make people understand what's going on. And they're just telling the truth. Webster told the truth. What I don't we like. We say them. We say them. We say mama right. them. Right. That ain't like in a dictionary. They probably choose to put that in there because it's really saying nigga on the slide. To be honest, they're probably just making fun of us. kind of. A, but, but the bottom line is this, and I got to go. It's sick. It's white supremacy. To be saying, 
why don't you value yourself enough to not say either one? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The fact that they want to do that, Webster, right. they I can agree. do that. If Webster want to put NEM in there, NEM, they supposed to do that too. Anything we say, if if 40 million people are saying something, Webster should put it in there. So you're right. NEM should be in there. DEM, DEM should be in there. A whole lot of things we say. We, they should treat us like right. we're human and quit putting us down and put everything we say in there. Because what makes DEM, DEM more important than DTHEM? Well, yes, because y'all right. uneducated. No, it's just how we talk. Just like when y'all say y'all. Right. Nobody give y'all a hard time for saying y'all, Y-A-L-L. Now we all say it, but technically that's backwards. There's a lot of things white people say that, you know, so it's racist. That's all I'm saying. But listen, Correction. let me do this last 15 minutes, man, and we're going to try to get come back to you at the end of that, man. Correction. Y apostrophe A-L-L. <laughs> Why, absolutely. Why apostrophe, A-L-O, absolutely. Good, good fine, good fine, brother, good fine. I appreciate you tonight. Appreciate you tonight. Those very uh, insightful things you said. So I'm going to finish here, and then we're going to come back to you, brother. Sounds good. All right. I'm going to take a little, uh, should I take a break? Uh, nope, too late. Uh, miss my break opportunity for a break, but I will say that you turn to the five cents on network brothers and sisters. If you want to keep listening, please call the number. You're gonna hear from Purcell a little later on after I go another 15 minutes. So I won't be able to do a 30 because I did uh, such a long one, a uh, part one. So here comes part two for the transcription. Uh, this is the book, y'all. We're talking about when I hear you hear me talking about transcription. That means this is actually going in the book. Okay. So I want to finish up uh, social, the socialism, social aspect. Uh, again, Expo 30 is 30 areas saturated with these lies, deception, and ignorance uh, of uh, still in our glory, still in our respect as a people um, with this philosophy of whites being superior, blacks being inferior. So I want to talk about... Uh, just the phrase white supremacy, well, Arlene and I, when we first came across, we, when the father first started working with us and sharing us this, that, and the other, how hard it was for us to even say the term white supremacy. When no white people around, we was at home, just me and her, and when we, and I started talking about white supremacy, she was just saying, you, you should you should not say it like that. It's just kind of, you shouldn't say it like that. And uh, we would say white soup. That's, again, transcribe what we have started. Um, she said, you should say white soup. We, we Well, I, one of us came with the idea of white soup, and so we'd be talking to each other, and when we say it or write it down, we would type in W-S-U-P, and that means white supremacy. Now, what no white people around, I'm trying to show you all something, brothers and sisters. I ain't just making this stuff up. This is serious. We did not want to say that because if we felt like it was making white people feel a certain kind of way, and there, there was no white people around. We didn't invent the word white supremacy. So-called whites did. They call it that. But we wouldn't even say it. Definitely sit around white people. 
trying to show y'all something in socializing, communicating where it relates to socialism, how this is it affects our psyche. Another thing I want to mention is I think a lot of our white brothers and sisters expect, uh, 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 is silent, is, is, is very clever, and this is really deception. And uh, Father probably has something to say about this because this is a little bit of deception. I think a lot of them are, are quiet about how they really feel about us, and I think it's a sin because many of us are suffering over this, these very things, and when I talk like I'm talking, you got a lot of black people just saying, oh, you're making it up. If a lot of more so-called whites will come for it because our people are so sick, they're not going to hear me. They'll hear you, though. So in their sixth state, you should, you should tell them what I'm telling them. You know what I'm saying is true. I said, you know what I'm saying is true. I just can't help but to think of blog talk radio just a lot of times we're doing our shows. We get these calls from these white males. And y'all know, y'all have been doing blogs. You've been vlogging me for any little time. You know what I'm talking about. You get these calls from these white males. And when you hear their voice, you're already going to say something stupid. And it's, been, it's like most, it's 90% of the time when a white male call our show, I'll say 85%. They're going to say something stupid and hang up. Now, here you got these seasoned older people talking about something, so those older black boy, talking about myself and my co-host, talking about something, trying to help humanity. Oftentimes, I'm saying things like, I love all people, and they come on there and say something stupid. I'm trying to show you something. Brothers and sisters, our scholars aren't valued. That's just one little tiny way because... As we write this book, uh, we're also, and this is okay for this to go in the book, but as we write this book, we're also doing these blogs. And oftentimes you hear people call the show and, and and we try to engage them and say, why do you feel this way? They'll say all types, types of stuff. They don't really want to engage us because they know they don't have anything for us. So they'll say something totally stupid. I can't even say uh, some X-rated just, and just hang up. I'm trying to show you that a lot of so-called blacks don't feel the same way. They just don't, they have too much class, or maybe they just don't want to waste their time to do it. But oftentimes when I tell people what I'm doing or the blogs I have, they don't value it. They don't value my shows. They a lot of times just, 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 they don't have the same. I've watched it, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you what I know. They don't have the value of me as a scholar on anything. They don't want to hear my show on nothing unless I'm rich, unless I've been limousine in somewhere, limousine out, or helicopter in and helicopter out. It's like it don't matter that I've been to 24 countries. It don't matter what I say. But I've seen white people do shows with half the accolades, half the places I've been, half the information. We can know circles around them, and I watch these same because this is what I do. I ask questions. 
How do you feel about this? Well, what do, why don't you support this? Well, how come you didn't support that? Over the years, I study these things because some of y'all remember you don't like thinking about white supremacy. Well, Brother Seth, I'm just the opposite. I want to know. I want to know. I'm the same gentleman that joined the Klan. I literally joined a Klan organization. Not going to say which one it was. And they did not know that I was black. You know why I did that? My wife is a witness. She got a little nervous over that. And they wanted to even meet with me, and I told them, no, I'm a, just a, I'm a key person in the community, and it's very important my name not be associated with you guys, but I, I believe in the cause. Something like that I said. Probably shouldn't have said that, but I just wanted to know, no, I don't want to meet with you. Something like that I said to them. And so they didn't meet with me, but for for a long time, I don't know if it was years, but if not months, they kept sending me literature after literature after literature. You know why I did that? Because I wanted to know what made them hate. So this is not something I just started on yesterday, okay? So just to finish on here, again, there's a lot of whites that feel a certain way about us, and they won't say it. And if they did, I wouldn't sound so strange to y'all because you will see. And then again, some of you say, oh, I know how they feel, but we don't feel that way. I don't know about that, brothers and sisters. I don't know about that. I think we feel the same as they feel. We just got a little bit more class, and we're not going to do some of the extreme things they do. But I don't think we... There's a reason the movement called Black Lives Matter blew up, because black lives don't matter, for the most part. I want to ask you a question. Why don't black, why don't so-called uh, white people support black businesses? Nobody talk about that. We always say, we don't support our own. We don't support our own. That's true. But it starts off with, if white people supported black businesses, just by them Doing that will give it value to some of us that are sick, and then we will support black businesses. I'm telling you, white people don't value black people very much, black intellect, black business, black anything, so-called black I'm talking about. Again, we have this lie, this undercurrent lie that we all are operated by. It's like the father showed me, I said this last show. It's like a cord connected to our head. All of us have this cord. I know some of y'all want to think you're exempt, but just hear me out. It's like a cord connected to your head, and it's called trust in white males or trust in white people, really white males. And the reason people can't hear when I say we're Israelites or the people can't say hear when I say that white skin is a recessive trait and it was originally cursed and they can't see it in the Bible Clear as day when it talks about people being turned white. The reason why they can't see it and can't receive it is because of this trust cord. We've been, it's this cord of trust. It's connected to our head. And we've been all, it's just like Willie Lynch said he was right. Whatever you do, he said, pit the old against the young. Pit the light-skinned blacks against the dark-skinned blacks. Pit the old blacks against the young blacks. Uh, 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 right, and please, uh, those that work in the fields against those that work in the house. You know, you 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 constantly have them at each other. He said, "For they are only to trust us." Willie Lynch was right. 
That's exactly what they said. For they are only to trust us. If you do this, you won't have to be lynching black people. For they'll trust us. For it says, if you do this right, I think he said this is the last a hundred years. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with this Expo Thirty, a chapter in this book. They have programmed us to only trust them. That's why I didn't write my first book about us being Israelites because my family and my relatives and my my friends is not going to hear it. They ain't going to hear it. Anybody by it is going to be strangers that don't know me. People don't value black minds like they do white minds. They'll even listen to black minds after white minds give it the thumbs up. The only reason why the Hebrew Israelite movement, I think, is taking effect, I know that the father, I know that the father is in it. Yes, I do. But I think what's happening is the father moved on certain whites to write it, or certain whites to give it the thumbs up, and certain blacks bought into it. And now, now you look up and it's everywhere. Brothers and sisters, I believe it. The father have to use certain whites for certain things, else we won't even see him. Oh, my God. I'm going to say that again. I believe the way the father wake up some of us that is so sick, he have to use certain white people to say certain things because we can't hear from black people because we'll say they're angry, they're mad, they're jealous. Ooh, your show song, he hate white people. I've been hearing that for years. They just can't receive it from me. It's like when I read the Bible, I'm, I, I can't get what white people got for some reason. I'm not smart enough. Knowledge is just knowledge. Knowledge don't discriminate who here they want to jump in. <sighs> My God. Yeah, why don't... White people support black businesses. We never ask that question. We never ask that question. So the same reason they don't support black business, they pass that philosophy on to black people, and then black people don't support black businesses. We think, oh, no, I do it because of my experience. No, you're doing it because white people have not put the stamp on it. Telling you what I know, even black year black companies that that's making clothing and we're buying their clothing we're buying their clothing because we first bought you know it's it's like white people first endorse it's almost like this when white people do something we, it's almost like we're following them it's like yes we can have a clothing line a fubu or whatever you know the clothes black clothing line is these days but it's like they have to do it first and then we we following behind. And then blacks will follow us because, in other words, we have to have that stamp. You show me anybody black doing something, I show you some model they had of a white person doing it first. Which is really funny like that. And then there's some areas where we're freer than others. Some areas, is this does not stick on us. This white supremacy I'm talking about than, than others. 
again, we black people, we see the glory of our people every day, but we're also getting new white supremacy every day through images, through all types of things we're hearing and seeing, and just the fact that we go into a company, like I said, and it's all white, we, it's a message to us, you don't belong. So we're getting that in our subconscious along with the, the good black things we see among our community and so forth. So a lot of us are not as sick with this as some of us are. That might be in Idaho somewhere. Again, I mentioned this earlier, but I talked about whites living among blacks. The same reason they don't want to live around blacks, the same things they say when a black person talk about not living around blacks, it'd be the same thing. Purcell said it a little earlier. I'm telling you, whatever they say, we say. Whatever they do, we do. We just don't, we're not as sick with it because, again, we're around black people more than so-called whites, and we see good things they do, and so we don't believe it as hard as a lot of times they do. I'm telling you what I know. Think about it, brothers and sisters. Every, anything, just think of something. Anything they say, we say pretty much. What do white people say that we vehemently disagree with? Pretty much everything they say about us, we believe. Or some of us believe. Now, again, you got the Afrocentricity movie, you got the Hebrew Israelite movie that's waking people up, and we're breaking out of this. So just know there's always exception to the rule. But I'm talking about look at the whole expo theory, the bulk of all of this, and see is this sickness inside of you. All of this I wasn't practicing. But the Father just showed me this being practiced. And like I said earlier, we are very uncomfortable with being and expressing ourselves, especially in public, like when it's got to do with loving each other. You ever notice this? Black people work, walk on eggshells. I'm talking about even like, even, it's so thick. See, we was taught long time ago, and I'm wrapping up, we was taught a long time ago not to express our love in front of white people. Not to express ourselves. When we laughed, when we literally laughed in public, we were to have laugh in a can. They had laughing cans, especially down south. You had to put your head inside of the can and laugh. They did not want to see your face happy. So black people were supposed to not look white people in the eye, and they were supposed, if they was jubilant, they could not show it. So even to this day, of course we laugh, and I'm, I'm, I know the young people is really changing this one, but I'm trying to show you something. You still can see residue of this in a lot of our older uh, uh, people. Black love, we don't always, we don't express ourselves in kissing in public and a lot of that because of this right here. I'm telling you, y'all, we, for many years, our forefathers, for sure, the further you go back, the worse it was. They was not doing things like holding hands and doing a bunch of loving things in public because white people was against it. What is that saying? That's saying we were not an equal. We're not an equal. Now, today, remember, whatever they say, whatever they say, However way they feel, look at yourself and look at people around you. Are you saying it or feeling the same way? When we see black people in public and we see them kissing or something, we say trying to be white. I know if I got a dollar for every time somebody said that, I'd probably be able to pay my, you know, pay off my car or something. 
I'm telling y'all what I know. We don't do that. And there's always exceptions to the rule, like I said. But as a as a people, we don't express ourselves hardly in any way. And these young people, rebels, they're going against everything we believe in. They may be an exception to the rule. But what I'm trying to say is, especially in offices, y'all, if you work in any offices, you know what I'm saying. If, you, as a, if you're a black man and there's a black girl in the office and y'all laugh a lot, I'm not talking about doing messing with each other. I'm just talking about as friends. You know white people give you a hard time, don't they? Thank you. I proved my point. That's my point. Why is that? Our life is, we're not supposed to have something they don't have. We're not supposed to be happy. They, they don't like, I put it like this, they don't like it when we're happy. Now, they, now, now, now I'm talking about happy with each other. They feel threatened. It's, it's just not designed for us to be happy in their presence. That's not what this American fabric is all about. It's for us to serve them. We can be happy for them for entertaining them. But when they see us laughing too much with each other, especially if they're not a part of it, they don't feel good. Now watch this. Flip the coin over. If you don't believe that, flip the coin over. Watch what happened when they're happy and we're watching them. We don't mind it. We don't say nothing. We laugh with them. If they're a white male and a white woman laughing and enjoying themselves, we don't get mad somewhere trying to stop them and saying little stuff. I'm trying to show y'all the fabric of America. Moving on, remember, everything I'm talking about, the foreigners are doing the same thing as it relates to socialism. We're wrapping up socialism. Foreigners are doing the very same thing. All of these things we talked about tonight, foreigners come in here and they do the same thing. And oftentimes they're worse than whites because whites and blacks have been fighting so long over this. So a lot of our white brothers and sisters are trying to be aware of what they're doing wrong. A lot of foreigners don't don't have that. And they're just believing what they what whites are telling them and the messages they're picking up on their radar and they're acting out. So I want to also say this, and again, the foreigners are praising us, stupid stuff like, you know, y'all are athletic and y'all are so funny, comedian, the same stuff so-called whites do. But I want to just end with this, um, with a few comments here. The Black Doll Experiment, don't forget that, brothers and sisters. I said that early on, I think show one, about uh, a, a Millions of, I don't know if it's millions, but thousands of black children participate in this uh, experiment where they're asked to play with a white doll and a black doll. They prefer the black doll more. They didn't like the black doll. I did the experiment with Kenny, uh, my stepson, uh, when I first was married. And uh, Kenny, I, did it, I didn't have dolls, so I did it with a black magazine uh, uh, where I found a, a black man sharp and I saw so some white males in the same magazine who probably was construction workers or something, and I asked Kenny uh, which one was the good guy, which one was the bad guy. He constantly pointed the black guy being the bad guy. He kept pointing the white guy being the good guy. Then I got a magazine that was all white where he had to pick white, asked Kenny which one was the good guy, he picked white. Which one was the bad guy, he had to pick white because that was the only ones in the magazine. Then I went back to a magazine with blacks, black men. I found a black man in a suit and tie that looked at really sharp and smart, as what everybody says, smart anyway. And a white guy, 
that everybody would say is dirty looking. Maybe he was just suspect. Wasn't as polished as a black guy. Let's just say it like that. And did the same, ask him the same question. Which one is the bad guy? Which one is the good guy? Kenny constantly pointed at the bad guy being the black guy and the good guy being the white guy. Arlene started to cry. So I'm going to wrap this up by saying this, brothers and sisters. Again, maybe all this don't apply to you because you're not going to see a giant if he's that if he's too big, you're not going to see him because you're standing right beside his toe. You can't see a giant standing by his toe. you got to go out, out fur and look back at where you were standing to see up, 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 up this giant. And that's where some of you are at. I'm not trying to talk you into something you're not, talking into being something you're not. Either you're participating in it or not, but I don't understand, and I'm sure you don't understand, how on God's green earth you're not participating when you're born in America. And where did you learn to love your black skin? Where did you learn to love Africa? Where did you learn to, to I mean, I mean, brothers and sisters, for real. For real, where did you learn to be so free in your mind that you're not a racist? Of course you are. You may not want to hang black people, may not want to do something, you know, but it don't mean that you're exempt from all of this. So wrap this up. Uh, 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 I just want to say this. Just looking at some of my notes. Oh, I just have to take a breather here. Just, just, just give me a second. I want to say to everybody: oftentimes, when you hear these lies about so-called black people, do something the Father showed me. And I probably won't even remember to say this again on this show, but it's something called reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Before I even heard anybody say that, I think I got that from the Father. Reverse the curse. What does that mean is whenever you hear something bad about so-called black people, from especially from a lot of white people that are oftentimes promoting this lie that we end up believing, reverse it. If they say black skin was cursed, Say, well, I don't know about that. And just say, well, I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe you won't know. Maybe you won't know if it's true or not. Just reverse it and say, okay, could it mean white people's curse? If they say black people can't uh, 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 rule, say, why do they say that? And say, well, I don't know if they can or can't. If you're not really sure, just say, reverse what they're saying. Oftentimes, what racists do is they cannot face the truth about themselves so they will reverse it and say it about you the father showed that to me as the way to get truth in other words the father showed me if you want truth oftentimes reverse what you're being told reverse the curse i'll talk about that later reverse the curse Whatever you're hearing about us and you're like, I don't know if that's right or not, reverse it. Reverse what you're hearing, literally. And that's the truth in most cases, in a lot of cases. So um, you got all these notes I'm trying to go through real quick. I want to say this scripture is very powerful. I should have thought to say this scripture about nine times on this show. And I just got all these notes. I can't get everything in. But it says this, their dignity and their judgment shall proceed of themselves. This is a scripture in the Bible. I think it's in the uh, book of Baca, I think. But it talks about the people that's ruling over Israel. 
how they're different people. It says that their dignity, what makes them proud, their dignity and their judgment, how they assess things and judge things, they said that it proceeds from themselves. I don't know if y'all know what that means. When I first read that scripture, Father gave me immediate immediate rain on that. In other words, I knew exactly what he was saying. Folks, that is white supremacy in the Bible. Their dignity and judgment preceded themselves. Every other people get their dignity and judgment based upon people that live before them, their elders. They listen to the elders say something, and they'll judge based upon the elders, the wisdom of the elders, the wisdom of the elders, the wisdom of previous nations, the wisdom of the previous nations, the wisdom of previous religions, the wisdom of and the, 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 the knowledge of previous religions. These people are different. Their dignity and their judgment come from themselves. Oh, my goodness. I should have said that scripture nine times a night. I got all these notes, and I just didn't think to do it. There goes white supremacy in the scripture. Right there. Right there. Right there. Folks, I'm just giving y'all a sample of the book. In every one of these chapters, and include, including Expo 30, I'll be adding stuff that I'm not saying on the air. For the most part, you are getting, I'd say, 90% of the book. Uh, we're going to take our time. It's probably, I expect this book not to be wrote to 2024 at the rate I'm going. But I'm going to take my time, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to the Expo 30. And uh, you're going to see in every single area of life, you participating. I don't care how much you love the Father. Uh, you know, unless you're led of the Spirit, you may not be. But how many of you are led of the Spirit 24-7? All right. <laughs> Purcell, you got three minutes, brother. Any last comments? And we're wrapping up the show. Purcell Porsche, your line is open. Again, any questions or comments as we're wrapping up the show? Purcell Porsche. Okay, now I'm not hearing Purcell. I don't know if he's got us on meet or not. He may have stepped away. But brothers and sisters, again, I really thank y'all for tuning in tonight. I know this is a lot. I know this is a lot. I know this is a lot. My wife, actually, it, it, it does sometimes spirit at times. She hear this, and she is enlightened by it, but it, it, it's a lot. Expo 30 is a lot. Remember, it's happening at the same time in every tiny uh, uh, area of our life. I call it the areas. I break it up in 30 areas, and every area is saturated with this with these lies, deception, and ignorance that's hiding our glory as a people. I'm not going to let up off it, brothers and sisters. This is the Expo 30. It's part of Chapter 1. And uh, I just want to say in wrapping up the show tonight, we are leading the nations. We as the Israelites are leading the nations back to Yah, back to God, through a pure form of worship. The Father does not want us practicing white supremacy as Israelites, worshiping white people, constantly blaming them for everything as though they're the Most High. When the Most High said these things would be upon us, the calamity we're going through as a people because of our rebellion, not because of some white people. He didn't say that they're doing it to us. He said that he was, uh, if we disobey, this is what's going to happen to us. 
So it's like his protection, hand of protection was let up off for us. So really, you can blame my forefathers for us, us being in this state, not our, not the so-called white man. Yes, they're the ones carrying it out. I'm not stupid. Yes, I see it. But I don't give them the power. I don't give them the power. They could not do none of this unless the Most High ordained it to be so. As Christ said to his when he was in on trial, he said, you wouldn't have no power unless the Most High allowed it. He said, this is I was called to this. I can call thousands of angels, and he could, and you can too, but it's required that you go through this, brothers and sisters. So, again, Purcell, I can't, uh, his line is open. I think he stepped away, but i got to wrap up the show. So I want to thank every single one of you all for tuning in to the Five Stone Network tonight. Uh, I, I know I said a lot, but as you see, it's a lot where that comes from, so. I'll see you on uh, Sunday because Thursday we will not be having a show. We will not be having a show, brothers and sisters. So see you on Thursday. Um, Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.